It's gonna be good. beautiful people. It's me, Jenny D from Spill With Me, Jenny D podcast, another episode. And I'm so excited to have my new guest today. I have Karen Scholey. Karen Scholey is so impressive to me. I met her through Linda. Linda, yes. And when I met her, her story and her journey is just it's so inspiring to to talk about it because I'm sure you were in a place where you never wanted to talk about it. Karen is going to tell us a little bit about herself and why she started the Face-to-Face Healing. Karen, introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi, my name is Karen Shuley. So Karen, tell us, uh, what is your background? I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for like 38 years. Um, I've done various different things uh, in regards to working on clinical on the floor with open heart patients, orthopedic. I also uh, worked um, case management. I was a clinical um, clinical uh, coordinator for at Highmark as well, okay. um, working with um, insurance groups and having a greater end in your health. Um, that's when I actually, um, while I was working there, I actually, when I got sick and I had... Um, so th- you're from the Pittsburgh area? Correct, Okay, yes. so you've been in the health field in the Pittsburgh area for how many years, would you say? Uh, I Well, I started um, working at Washington Hospital in 2000, I'm sorry, in 1995, maybe, I want to say. Okay. So when... When you work in the health field, and this is this is something you could probably tell me, Karen. You do you feel like you see everything? Yes. Okay. You feel like you when you're working in a hospital, you feel like you've seen everything. So take us back to 2012, actually 2011. Yes. Tell us about what exactly you went through in your journey. So I was working um, as a uh, clinical coordinator and um, for Highmark. And when you say clinical coordinator, Karen, can you explain to our listeners a little bit what that's about? Yeah, so we would work with the wellness team and the sales team in regards to the groups that actually had Highmark insurance. Okay. And we would discuss with them um, their population and looking at how they could um, do a better job in getting their um, employees involved in healthcare and taking care of themselves and trying to really decrease um, the claims they're actually receiving. Like, was their population high in like heart disease? Was it high in cancer? Um, was high in diabetes. So looking at that and trying to develop a a wellness um, plan, you know, with the wellness team. 
and they would look like 10,000 steps, for example, or doing uh, different things to um, get them more active, and they would do like steps at work as opposed to using the elevator. So like all different kinds of things, right. and they would tailor it to that group um, okay. or that, you know. Um, oh, that's very interesting. Yes. It was very interesting. I really enjoyed working with um, the sales and the wellness group, and it was so much fun, and it had me, actually, I was actually taking a greater um, hand of my health as well, and and doing the um, health challenge and actually losing weight and doing more things, right. you know, taking, like, steps as opposed to, like, using the elevator and walking more, so right. I actually started taking the bus and, and running some days, you know, because you're always, you know, sometimes oh, yeah. late for the bus, but oh, yeah. anyway, <laughs> so yes, um, was very active in, in trying to do those type of things. So, so back in 2011, what were you, how did you start feeling, like, different? So I started having pain. It was actually anterior to my ear on the right side, and then it started radiating down my jaw. And so with that um, happening, I was thinking, you know, being a nurse, I thought it was neurological. I was going to say, because when you're a nurse, you can diagnose yourself sometimes. Sometimes, you know. Well, you're the worst patient yes. because you don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Know, my mom's a nurse. <laughs> so, um, but I thought it was neurological because, it, you know, the pain that I was actually having. So I was started seeing physicians um, and I was trying to figure out what was going on. So I was diagnosed with anything from trigeminal neuralgia to Bell's palsy because like two weeks later I did have drooping oh. in my face. So then they thought it was Bell's palsy. So I saw many... And explain a little bit of those two uh, things that you were just mentioning because I think a lot of the listeners are not sure because how do you know the difference between okay. what you've gone through? So trigeminal neuralgia um, is basically, it's an, a facial nerve. Um, the trigeminal nerve is in the face and it radi- and it and that is one of the, um, it's like the sensation. But anyway, so that was something that course would look like it. That's exactly what I had. And then when I had the drooping, the Bell's palsy, it basically is like the motor um, nerve and it kind of follows along that track. And Bell's palsy normally typically is um, something that resolves very quickly, okay. almost like a... Like a, str- like a mini stroke? Like a mini stroke type okay. of thing. That's so what, yes. yes. It resolves quickly. Um, it's like palsy or weakening of that muscle, and then it kind of goes away. Um not often, not all the time, right. but most of the time. And you really don't know what causes these things, um, but they just occur. So um, as I started researching uh, myself and looking for different places to even go to, like, trying to figure out what was going on, um, I just, you know, the pain got so uh, bad um, that I could not even sleep. I mean, I would could sleep you from eat exhaustion. and drink? I would eat and drink a little bit but um between that and then being diagnosed in um in may um having surgery uh, reconstructive surgeries chemo radiation all those things to save my life um with all that i actually lost 80 pounds well before that i'm sorry karen take us back when you said that you they didn't know the doctors didn't know exactly what was going on but it was you know, when you see your structure and you're thinking, okay, well, this is what it is. So did what they did was, did they diagnose, okay, wait a minute, let's do an MRI. Like, how did you know yeah, that there was so cancer in there? 
I had MRIs and CT scans, and I um, and I, the big thing too is the parotid gland cancer or salivary gland, which is actually in your cheek. It's a very very rare cancer. It's like less than one percent, so it wasn't something that was very prominent. There's not a whole lot of studies. Like breast cancer is very prominent. Everyone right. you know kind of knows some symptoms of it. They have the scans and that type of thing. So this is not something um, even a dentist could find. I mean, right, and you're a nurse. Have you yeah. seen or heard mm-hmm. of any of this? No. So, um, you know, I was struggling and I was trying to look and, you know, even looking, you know, researching and that type of thing. So it's really about finding the right doctor, which I did. Um, I found Dr. Barry Shaken and he um, was at UPNC, Shadyside, and he basically saved my life because I was in tears when I went there and I just... Just please just tell me, Please just tell me what it is, you know. And and so, how long were you waiting for an answer? How many months? Um, about ten months. Ten months. You yeah. did not know exactly what was going on. Yeah. And they couldn't see the cancer. No, they it was. Um, they were not able to see it. No. Jeez, Karen. This yeah. is like a miracle. Well, it is a miracle, I think. Um, but also, again, you know, the reason I'm, I speak out and telling my story is because, you know, it's really important to advocate for yourself. And if you know something is not right, um, you keep going. Um, that is keep, so true. Keep looking for doctors. Right. And uh, that's what other reason, actually, I, I formed face-to-face healing is to help other people like myself. Right. The people call me, and then I can connect them with other healthcare professionals, um, you know, based it's national. Yeah. Um, I talk to people. Actually, I even talk to people in Australia, um, United Kingdom. So, so you've realized going through this process and this journey that there are other people that have gone through this, but yeah. not maybe in the Pittsburgh area or um, even the state of Pennsylvania. Not at the time I was doing with this. Okay. No, because back in 2012, when your doctor. I mean, how did he know? How did he finally say, Karen, you have cancer? Um, He just, um, he, you know, talked to another doctor that was um, specialized, you know, in that area. And um, they found it and they, you know, um, started with surgery or made a plan. So, yeah. And you were just like, not like, thank you, but almost like, there's answers. Well, I was relieved to find out, like, he called me that night. Um, I had a scan and he called me that evening. Um, basically, on the 16th of, uh, of April. I was going to say that's a day you'll no, never forget. No, it was. You'll never forget that. It was May. Um, my appointment, original appointment, was in April. But on 16th of May, mm-hmm. um, I called to let him know I was having my scan. He called me that evening and said, I have good news and bad news. Oh, geez, what's the good news? <laughs> Mike. And he said, What do you want to hear first? And I said, Honestly, it doesn't really matter. Um, so go ahead and tell me what you need to tell me. And he's like, Are you alone? And I said, Yes. And he said, Well, I. I need you to get someone there. Oh my and gosh. I will call you back in an hour. And I said, no, That's just so go. scary. I said, No, just go ahead and tell me. And You're I like, promise. I'm a nurse. I know. I knew it was bad news. Like usually don't they don't call you at home, you know? Right. And so I knew, um, and he knew me being a nurse and he knew I was searching for the answers was very compassionate and um so I called my friend um Barb and she came over and um and she sat with me and, and we were talking through everything but he told me just you know the the good news is 
I finally found what is going on. Okay, well, that's, yeah. And I was like, thank you. And he goes, now the bad news is you have squamous cell carcinoma of the parotid gland, which is a celebrate gland in my face. And he goes, and it's, you know, now it's invaded into the external ear canal, TMJ joint. Um, Because it's spread because of how long it's been in there. So, um, but anyway, and then... Um, so I said, okay. And he goes, well, you're like, all right, let's I said, go. Let's, well, I said, that's exactly. He, yeah. I said, well, let, when do we get it out? And he's like, well, I wanted you to digest it. I said, I've been digesting this a long time. Right. So you're I said, like, now I'm the, a nurse. Like, I need to get this taken care of. So I, in my heart, never imagined in a million years it was going to be cancer. Yeah. Never, ever. I thought it was just neurological. It would be something simple we can take care of. Right. And um, so, you know, with that said, you know, I just moved forward. And at that time, I just trusted in my doctors. And I didn't do a lot of research online because um, there really wasn't a whole lot out there um, at the time anyway. But now I can say that there's been a lot of advancement um, in the protocols yeah, oh, that's good. Um, for for uh, cancer, and like there's a lot of head and neck cancers. And head and neck cancer, I would say, probably is like 5% of the population. Parotid gland cancer is like um, less than one. So the chance of you winning oh, the lottery right. is about yes. the same chance of you, you know, having parotid gland cancer. So you're saying that um, for head and neck, so most, are you saying like most people, when they get cancer, God forbid, it's usually in the body? It's not in the neck or the face or the head as much as it is the body. Correct. Okay. So it's not, there's not as much research out there. It's becoming more prominent and there's been re- re- more research now. Okay. Um, and it could be, you know, in the mouth, it could be the lip, it could be the gum, it could be the tongue. Um, and the the bad thing is they say a lot of this is from drinking and smoking and I didn't either. So a lot of people do not get you know, they get head and neck cancer, but it's not because of the, the stigma of, of drinking right. or smoking. it just happens. Yeah. It happens. Um, and then the other thing, I want to say there's a thing um, called HPV. Right. And so make sure your kids get vaccinated. Um, and that's one thing that when that came out, the HPV vaccines, I did take my son and he was vaccinated because there's nothing worse than... Um, finding out that you have, you know, that you could have helped, you know, or stopped or prevented because it's such a head and neck cancer. Every cancer is grueling um, in the treatment process, but head and neck cancer um, just takes so much, you know, with swallowing, being able to eat, being able to open your mouth, um, to losing weight. The vaccine is meant for up here for the cancer? Yes, oral, oral cancer. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yes. Okay, because I know a lot of people, um, I'm not speaking for anybody, but I know some people do not believe in vaccines. And that's fine. I I totally, I can appreciate that. I know I've actually been to um, the courthouse in Pittsburgh in regards to advocating for people. I'm just saying with my story, um, I think it's definitely important. It worked for you. Yes, yes. It's it's something that you strongly believe in. Yes. And I think if there's anything that you can do for your children, that you can do it. But if you don't believe in vaccines, which I I totally... um, I'm not 
saying anything against you because it's I, everybody's it's everyone's yes. opinion. Um, everyone has an opinion, and I fully support um, what people um, believe. Right. So, so uh, okay. So after because it's not hereditary, right? No. Like, are we saying okay? Because that that's the hardest thing I think. You know, we're like, oh, breast cancer. Oh, well, if my aunt got it, then I know I'm going to get it, or you can watch out for it. But things like what you've been through, Karen, it's not something you would ever expect or have the signs. Like, how do you know? Because did you start with the ear pain? Yes. Okay, so that to me could be anything. Right. You could have a toothache. Um, could, well, they were thinking it was um, TMJ, which is yes. um, you know, with your jaw. Um, it could, uh, you know, sometimes it locks. Um, they were thinking it was that. Um, it could have been, you know, like a really bad ear infection. You know, like an internal, you know, um, right. ear infection. So, but the one thing, uh, other thing I want to say is that you know it's really important to get your dental exams, yeah. and um, you can get those every six months. Um, with oral cancer. There is a uh, ultraviolet light they actually use. Um, some of them called oral ID, and other ones are different names. But it's the same um, uh, premise that you're looking for cancer cells, and they're able to highlight those with using that ultraviolet light. So if your dentist does not use that, ask them about that. Um, okay. But there are a lot of people. They're catching people a lot earlier now with that. So you see a dentist, like usually I'll see my dentist once a year. Mm -hmm. So when I see him, should I ask for it? Like, yeah. hey, can you do the dental exam where you do the ultraviolet? Okay. Yeah. So they don't offer it. It's not like something that... Well, most, some dentists do. Some dentists do. say, hey, we have this device, you know, that we use. Um, and then if they don't have it, um, just but ask them. You know, okay. it doesn't hurt to ask. Right. Um, to be more knowledgeable. I think that the one thing... That is I so important, Karen. You're right. ...is um, advocating for yourself. Yes. I didn't know a whole lot about head and neck cancer. Um, yeah. I learned a, a lot. Um and I also um, learned a lot about dentistry. I'm not. I'm a nurse, not a dental hygienist, right. not a dentist. But I learned a lot about oral care and taking care of your teeth. And you know, for head and neck cancer patients, you know, they really should be getting your cleanings every three months just to oh. keep an eye on things. Um, especially going through uh, chemo radiation, yeah, I have a lot oh, of issues right. with dry okay. mouth. Yes. And so there's different things out there to help. Um, I don't so, know why. I put it off though, but every the dentist, and yeah. that's a terrible thing. Now that I'm talking to you, Karen, it's opening up my eyes to say, oh, Wait a minute, like I'll just, oh, I don't need to go, my teeth are fine. <laughs> I don't have, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting any aches or pains, so yeah. I don't need to go for cleaning. I do make sure that my children go, but I kind of put myself on the back burner. But how As old we were do. you when you were diagnosed? I was um, 47 when I was diagnosed, okay. yes. My son at the time was seven. Seven years old, mm -hmm. yeah. And you were a single mom? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, going through your journey and being the own advocate for yourself and talking to the doctors and, and going through chemo, Karen, I don't know... You're such a strong woman. Oh, thank you. I give you so much credit because right now she's she knows like she's talking about it and it's everything's good. But just imagine yourselves, you know, like Karen or someone out there, the unknown. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what what has happened to you. And for you to start this face-to-face -face healing. Tell us about your organization a little bit okay. more. Well, I think the thing is, and how I usually introduce myself is, you know, imagine for a moment either you or someone you love has been diagnosed with cancer. 
and or a condition that actually causes an alteration to your self-image. Um, where do you go? Who do you call? Right. And so that's kind of... Do you feel alone? Yes. Yeah. That was me. And I, you know, you can read my story. It's actually on my website, um, face-to-facehealing.org. But I felt alone. There was no one like me. And that the voice I had that was so strong before is, like, gone. So I was um, very depressed and uh, struggled, you know, for quite some time. And with all the surgeries... The chemo and the radiation, I ended up with some facial disfigurement. So imagine someone being face forward, you know, and going out and speaking to different organizations, CFOs, CEOs about wellness, and then here I am, and I'm hiding, you know, in my house. And I just kept imagining, like, there was a, a way to connect with somebody, even if it's on a computer, to, to say you know, you knew you were not alone. That's what I wanted. And so yes. that's kind of why I started face-to-face healing. And it's basically, you know, you go through life and you put your life puzzle together. You know, right. I was 47. I had my life figured out. I right. was working at Highmark. I was a single mom. I had my son. Everything was good. Right. You had a routine. You knew what everything was going yes. on. It's like, whoa, where did this come from? And it's like a bomb blows up. Yes. Your whole and life. pieces that altered. you had so connected mm-hmm. are now either missing big pieces or totally gone. So it's... It's like, how do I re, um, reevaluate and then actually rebuild my life to be something for me to be able to move forward? Because right. oftentimes we get stuck in that, why me? Exactly. Why did this all happen? Right. We do. And you get stuck in everything you lost. Like I lost my hearing in my right ear. I lost oh, my I know my that. smile. I lost, you know, um, the ability to taste. So all these things I kept focusing on, I lost. I lost. The Is physical. this still going on now? Yes. You still can't. You can't hear out of the one ear. Correct. And you can't taste. No. Because of the chemo that I actually had. I am so sorry. So a lot of things I was able. I used to be able to go and and. To t- determine like what was in a recipe because I would had great oh taste buds my gosh, and now I couldn't necessarily do that. So you just learn like I did not any, know that honey. Well, I am you. so sorry. It's okay. I mean you just you move forward and you just um, find other ways. I think it's like when um, I look at people that are blind or deaf, you know, you heighten all your other senses, senses right. to actually formulate and, and kind of move forward. Because you know a lot of people would say like um, I don't know how you did this. You know, you're so strong. I wasn't strong. I didn't know I had a choice. Right. I moved forward because I had my son. I knew that I had to be a good role model for him, right. showing resiliency and moving forward and getting through. It's hard to do. It is. You know, I mean, because you, you want to be strong in front of your kids and, you know, and, and hearing your story, I just can't even imagine. Like you said, nobody else, you didn't know anybody else that was going Correct. through this. And, you know, you had to pick yourself up and we went through the chemo. And how long did that last? So I had seven weeks of chemo. Um, I had um, 35 rounds of radiation. I had several uh, reconstructive surgeries. Um, so, you know, and it it's just very hard. Right. Um, but, 
you know, I'm alive, and I You're think alive. that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, the, the time, you know, the cancer they actually found was very close to my brain stem. Oh. So I was able to keep my mental capacities, and I'm, I'm alive to see my son, right. you know, and that's one thing I actually wanted, and I'll talk about face-to-face in a second, but with Dr. Shaken, I, I went in June to see him as, you know, just a follow-up appointment, and I said to him, I can't thank you enough for giving me 12 more years with my son. Aww. Like, he's now 19. Oh, God and, bless him. Um, I'm so happy. And he's retiring this year, and it yeah. was a very bittersweet moment because yeah. I am grateful that he was there when I needed him. Oh, yeah. And I know he went, I, he retired in August, and... I want him to be able to move on and be with his family. That's something he gave to me, I want him to be able to have, too. So yes. it's, oh, it's bittersweet when it you is. get that connection with your doctors. Right, so. you do. Yeah, I mean, and you realize, like, this person was my advocate. Yeah. He was my right hand, you know, and you, you, it's hard to find that person and you found him. Thank goodness. Well, I was actually fortunate to not only find him, but Dr. Alec Basie also was the head and neck surgeon. So they worked together and there was a third doctor, Dr. Um, Raul, that she actually worked on my ear. So and this was in Pittsburgh. This was in Pittsburgh. such great health yes. systems yes. here. Our health is just, I, I mean, every hospital that you go to here, I just feel like our health care is unbelievable here. So you didn't have to go to, a, like, a cancer institute or anything like that. No. Because it's right here. Well, the cancer institute is at UPNC. Yeah, it was Chase Hospital. Right. And so that's where I have my radiation, then I have my chemo at Hillman Cancer Center in Shadyside. And um, it's just amazing, like... It's just finding the right doctor. And that's why I say, you know, advocating for yourself. If it's not a good fit for you, just keep on going. Right. And if you have any questions, you can always call me and I can help you navigate through that journey. Right. And so I started face-to-face healing in 2014. Okay. Actually, so like two years after... Wow, okay. Um, I was feeling sorry for myself, and I just kept saying, okay, i got to move forward, i got to do something. And so on my birthday, August 13th, um, I sent, submitted for Articles Incorporation for a face-to-face healing and um, submitted for the 501c3 like six months later. Um, I was very, very fortunate to have um, Louise Brown from the Shayson Hospital Foundation who believed in me and what I was doing and um, gave us original funding. So... So I'm um, very, very thankful oh, for that. Yes, wonderful. Yes. And um, did you meet people along the way? I did. Yeah. This yeah. is like this is interesting because you know a lot of people maybe they haven't seen anybody that has gone through something like this. So now you there are uh, there are people out there, and if you're listening and you've gone through something similar, you know, tune into what's going on with this face to face healing. Tell us a little bit more about how someone can get involved. Or absolutely. So um, we have a website, um, FAC. FACE, the number two, FACE Healing, um, H E A L I N G dot org. Mm-hmm. And uh, my cell phone number is 724. Well, that's okay. We Well, what I'll do is <laughs> <laughs> call me, baby. No, we'll put that in the notes, you know, okay. things. But the best way to get a hold of you is to go to your website. Go to my website. Um, yeah, I also have an email. It's info at face to face healing dot org. So you can always send an email yeah, through there. And I'll as put well. that there, too, because a lot of people won't remember exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's. 
when you found other people, did they were like, oh my gosh, Karen, like, thank you. Like, is there other people that have been suffering with something like this? Yeah. And I think the thing is I found like when I was first approached by my physicians and I, I was asking like, where do you, where do you send your patients? And they're like, we don't know where they go. And I'm like, well, that's not a good answer. Right. And I did case management. So like, I'm always looking for You're the You're like, I'm the bottleneck. patient now. Wait a minute yeah. here. But I'm always looking for the bottlenecks in the system. Like, where can I do better? Where can I make a difference and make right. changes? So I was always looking at that. I have a master's in business, master's in nursing. So it allows me the opportunity to take a different look and like step outside and actually take a big and broader look at right. what this what the system is and actually try to make suggestions on making changes. And so having that ability and basically it's um, you know I have a wonderful people that work with me. Um, um, we're, we're still building our board. We're looking yeah. at trying to get new good board members to help us you know with moving forward. Um, but you know we offer free services. So with those services, you know you have to have funding. So it's like, you know, either for foundations, you have some fundraising through the year. Yes. So those type of things, every little bit counts. And um, so, but yeah, I mean, we, um, I do nurse navigation. I'm a nurse. Um, I'm also a cancer survivor. The other thing is um, Adriana is um, a counselor and she oh, is the VP yes. of development as well. So she because wears many hats. Because people are going to need counseling through yes. this. Yes. Now tell us about like a person that you have met along the way that has gone through this. Uh, many people. Um, One that sticks out to you. I mean, it, the other thing is that we do all cancers. We don't distinguish between oh, really? like breast cancer, head and neck cancer. It doesn't really matter. Lung cancer. Like we okay. pretty much help um, anyone who has cancer, and um, it's basically assisting them. So I do the intake, and I okay. talk to them, and I'll say, okay, what's going on? They tell me a little bit about their story. And so if I see that they're having an issue, um, like, for example, uh, a breast cancer patient, um, and they're struggling because, you know, that we all have scars. And um, I think mine are more prominent because they're visible. But it's the it's a self-esteem thing because, you know, you have scars that are visible, visible or right. invisible. And it's really about how Even you feel. Even when you have them internally, you know, sometimes you can... You feel them coming out, but somebody else doesn't see them. Correct. Yeah, I get what People you're saying. People might yeah. say, if you're not well, and it could be a mental health issue, they, well, you look fine. I don't understand like what your right. problem is. Yeah, you got a great life. So, yeah, you shouldn't be upset yeah. about And we're more than our scars, and we're we're more than our face. So um, I think the big thing is to give people grace. You know, if they're having a bad day, just give them grace and know that, you know, there's things that they're going through that you may not know. So um, just, you know, I offer grace all the time. Now, Karen, when you run into people that you don't know, I mean, do they ever ask you? And this is the other thing, too, you know, people stare and and that's that's got to be the hardest thing for you because they don't know what you've gone through they don't know why you know um so we're going to go back to like talking about a person that we actually oh yeah i'm sorry yeah no that's okay and then i'll get into i'm dumping around (laughs) no that's all right um but so um breast cancer patient you know they're they have they just got diagnosed Mm -hmm. um they're having issues so we collaborate with the healthcare providers um with HIPAA releases but we provide collaborate with the healthcare providers especially assisting them in moving forward in that medical maze and then um 
if we find out that you know they're really struggling with the mental health piece, then we have Adriana helps steps in and does counseling. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, she also has been able to do CISD, which basically is a debriefing um, for healthcare professionals, especially um, or any professional that are dealing with. Um, patients that you're losing patients those type right. of things so that's something she actually does um, for healthcare professionals um, we provide uh we ask them, you know, are you doing okay financially? Because as many people know... Oh, that's the hardest thing, yeah. Financial toxicity hits everyone with cancer. And so it's like, you know, I go through the with them, you know, are you on a budget, you know, and what kind of things are going on and what can we help you with? Right. And so me as a nurse navigator, I connect them with resources outside in the community. It could be other nonprofits. So looking at how we can actually help them um, move forward. Because if you're like me, I was... Um, battling for my life, going through chemo radiation, and struggling, and actually fighting to be in, in my house. And the mortgage company did not care. Yeah. So oh, right. they, um, don't they care. were they were they have I, no remorse, nothing. There. No, I mean I was explaining. I mean I was in the hospital, right? And 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 I was um, I had a trick, so I couldn't talk at that time. So oh, I had to wait gosh. until I could actually talk. Um, my mouth was wired shut. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen. Um, but you know, it really looks at you know why can't you have give give an understanding or give grace mm-hmm. to people that are actually struggling and dealing with until cancer. it happens to them. And I said that to yeah. them, like you know, what if this is you or your right. family? That's what I say to people too. This could happen to you, so yes. don't ever judge. I said, you know, karma's a bad thing. It'll mm-hmm. come back and bite you. Is what I always uh, yes. say. But and yeah. I say that too. <laughs> now, do you have other people from other states and other countries? Really, we have people um, that. Most of the people we deal with are Western PA, and that's where we have most of our funding for. But we actually, I, if someone calls me and asks me for help, I've talked to people in New York. I've talked to people in um, California. Wow. I've talked to people in New Jersey, Michigan, um, you know, New, I mean, pretty much anywhere. So anywhere, yeah. And, and are you finding out, um, Karen, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt okay. you, the age, or is it mostly women? Is it mostly men? Like, are, it does it not matter? It's a mixed population. The majority of I would say women um, and a minority of, of men. So I would say if you're looking at ratio, um, probably 75 to 80% women and then maybe 15 to 20% men. Okay. But, um, I mean, for example, we have um, someone who lives in Florida and she was walking her dog, tripped over her dog. I remember you telling And her. now has yeah. facial disfigurement. So, like, how we're trying to help her is one. So she didn't even have cancer. It's not even about no. that. It's about, so face to face is not just like you have to call if you have cancer. No, it's about if you have a um, disfiguration, you know, and having something like that. That's when you call and talk to Karen and her resources and find out what you can do to help them. Yeah. Okay. And if we can't help so, we, so she tripped over I'm sorry, she tripped over tripped over a dog. Horrible. This is ended horrible. up um, in the hospital, had some surgeries, ended up with um, necrotizing fasciitis, which basically was, was eating her way her skin was eating away. Are you kidding? No. And he so she got like a bacteria infection. Yes, bacterial infection, um, or just horrible. Oh, she has a big gosh. hole on the top of her head. Um, she wears oh. floppy hats. And um, big sunglasses. And going back to the point um, is, you know, 
is it okay to approach somebody? And some for me, it's okay because I'm I'm okay. Right. Now I may have a bad day, and I may be tearful when you ask me yeah. um, if I'm having a bad day. But for the most part, do you I want take people it, to ask you though? Yes, I take it as an opportunity to like educate. However, there are people that are going through this that well, you have to educate people instead of staring. You know? Like, yeah. It's almost like you want to, but. People are afraid to ask. They are. So that's one thing I'm trying to come up with. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe doing a card uh, with their name on it and saying, my name is such and such. This is what's going on. I really am not in a place that I want to talk about this. If you want to learn more about people, not me or people like me, go to our website, you know, type of thing. So I'm thinking about doing something like that because um, this individual um, was out and about and then people were like, what happened to your face? Well... Again, you know, I think people got get to the point where they think it's okay to ask questions like that, and and typically it is. But when it's someone dealing with that and it's actually fresh and new, then it's not. So then they then they get mad if you don't answer their question. And right. I always tell them, you listen, you have my permission to to say I'm not. I can't talk about that, or I don't want to talk and about how, that. How horrible, like, the person asking, like, you know, you're asking this person who's been through something. I know. And it's visible. It's just, that, that's got, that's heartbreaking for me to even think about. I would never ask somebody. Now, I approach things a little differently. I say, you must have an interesting story. Do you feel comfortable sharing? That's how I approach it. Right. And then if they want to approach it, fine. If not, you know, that's fine too. But I think you should be okay if you're asking a question for them to say they really don't feel comfortable talking right. about it. Because it kind of puts them on the spot. And then, because it takes everything they can gather right. to go outside the, the house yes to get just to leave the house yes. yeah i mean i remember when this first happened and i would take my son to school and drop him off and then pick him up and so i would get many different stairs and um it was very hard for me at first and even being at a restaurant with my son and little kids was like staring at me or, yeah. it was and so I got to where I would not go out in public anymore with him because I didn't want to put him in that position so as time went on I realized it really came down to how I was comfortable with me my mom would tell me of course you know all moms do you're beautiful I'm like mom you can tell me like you're talking to that wall it's not going to matter I until I believe it in here. Right. So it's about the inner beauty um, it is. and outer beauty. You know, it's not just about, you know, it's about the whole person. It really is. And I found that, you know, if that person is not willing to learn about me, then they're not my person. No, they're not your person. They're so, not your friend. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. I just, what I see right now is I see this beautiful woman who is making a difference in the world and for you to come out you inspire me so much to come out and talk about it to write about it to to let people know about your story i mean karen you're helping so many people out there thank you 
I mean, there are people, I'm sure, that are in their house and don't and home and don't think they should come out. But the confidence you have, look at these beautiful green eyes. I'm just so Thank excited you. to have you here and sharing your story with all of us because I know, I know in my heart, like your son, now he's older, he's an adult, he sees his mom as this strong warrior. And that's what you are, babe. That's what you are. You know what? Um, I'm so proud of him. I did a Facebook post, you know, because it's National Sunday, but um, yeah. I'm just so proud of him and who he's become and yeah. how he has learned to adapt because he's had to, you know, right. with me. So, um, but he still handles everything with humor. Yeah. It cracks me up. Aww. But um, I do want to say, too, that, you know, so the, the transformation for me, and actually our logo is a butterfly because of transformation, and I love I'm one of the chosen ones for 50 over 50, and we have um, an event coming up in November. Um, Tracy Minardi, and so she actually um, has chosen Face to Face Healing to be the charity partner, which I'm very excited about. That's wonderful. And, yes, and what a great group of women. Um, I've only met 20 of you so far, but uh, what a great group of women. Um, and the pictures of the FCC. stories that these women have, and you know, it just in each story, you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you've been through this, you've been through that, and we all have scars. Yeah. We do. You know, and maybe our scars are not showing. Or, you know, just to say to somebody, hi, how are you? That, to me, is the biggest thing you can say. Like, I are agree. you feeling okay today? How's everything going? Yeah. Because I think we're so... And I'm such a touchy person. Like, I just, <laughs> I just love her. I just want to, like, hug I you. Think, yeah, that's oh. totally fine. But I think... I'm a hugger, too. But um, <laughs> I think we're just so in a rush nowadays to like take time and sit down and actually talk Mm -hmm. um but it's texting yeah right but with um and like being able to like look at someone and smile you know what i mean and have eye contact because that's the thing a lot of people do not do with me either it's like the eye contact so that you know i just do what i i always uh, make a point to speak to uh, strangers Right. I don't care if they're the um, custodian. I don't care if they're the CEO. It doesn't matter. They're still a person. Right. And so I talk to every person. I always show acts of kindness. I've shown my son the same thing. And um, it's being kind. Right. I mean, being kind and smiling and say, hi, how are you today? Exactly. And speaking to people, you know, even when you're in the checkout line, you know, right. just saying hello. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's how you want to live your life. And that's, you know, Karen and I, we just enjoy talking to people and, and yeah. meeting new people. People and we would have never met Correct. if it wasn't for Linda. Linda Long, thank Linda you. Long and the, the 50 over 50, you know, celebration with all of the women. It's just, I am just so happy you were here today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time, my beautiful friend, and what you're doing. So if you want to, I'll have all the information in my details at the end of this um, podcast so you can contact Karen if you want to help if you know somebody that needs help you know please let us know but if you want to make donations that's yes, appreciated absolutely, too so. absolutely Karen thank you so much oh, for thank being you so on much for having me. me Jenny D yay take care everyone bye, bye. come spill with me